What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight going into the 2023 season. And we are joined, very special guest today, my guy Bryce Phillips, man. Tennessee State defensive back was an all OVC selection last season and was part of the OVC all newcomer team. It's going to be one of the top leaders on the Tennessee State defense this upcoming season, man. Bryce, appreciate you joining me, man. How's spring been going thus far? It's been going pretty good. I'm just trying to stay consistent and, you know, do everything I can to have the best season possible. Hey, man, you got you got you got you got some big uh, I would say some big shoes to fill, man, after the season you yeah. had last year. But I want to go back to your time coming out of high school, man. You decided to head to Santa Ana College rather than take up some of the offers you had coming out of high school where you were a three star recruit, held multiple FBS and FCS offers. What was the decision process to take that route to Santa Ana College rather than go straight into a four-year university? I feel like after that COVID season, like when I came out, it was COVID year. So I wanted to get more better, better opportunities for scholarships and stuff and get bigger schools. So when I came out, a lot of schools had limited space and it was like preferred walk-ons and some pulled back. So I went Juco and I battled myself and got offers from there. Matt, it worked out. It worked out for the best, and I think the last chance you series really shined a light on what some of the JUCO guys have to go through, especially out in California. What was your experience like, and how did it prepare you to make such an immediate impact at Tennessee State? I mean, it's really junior colleges. Oh, I feel like it's self self paced. Like it's a lot of people there who could play. It's a lot of people with talent. Some people better in D one at D one schools, but. It's really if you wonder or not, like I was doing training four times a week, and if you're not doing the extra stuff, you're just going to be comfortable there. And it feels like you're not in class, you're like you're not in school. You got so much free time, but I just kept working. <clears throat> and coming out of coming out of Santa Ana College, but you had multiple offers, multiple teams were recruiting you. What was the decision for Tennessee State? What I guess what stood out about the university, the coaching staff, and why was it the place for you? First off. My DB coach, Coach Richard McNutt, he's he's a great coach. And then Coach Eddie George and the whole coaching staff was just like a family type of feel. When I got to meet him and Coach Fish, they all just bonded so well. And this, I can say that's exactly what I came to, and that's exactly what was brought to light when I went there. And then I feel like I wanted the ACC culture too. I want to live that type of life. What was it that clicked for you, man? You came in immediately, earned earned a earned a major role in that secondary, earned all conference mm-hmm. honors, was on the all newcomer team. What was it that clicked in your game last season? The biggest thing was learning that it's a business, like it's just you gotta come every day to work, like it's a job and you get paid for this, even though some schools don't get paid. It's a you get paid for like bad production, you're not gonna play. Good production, you're gonna play. It's that simple. <laughs> and when you looking back now, now that you have some hindsight, what was your biggest learning experiences last year at Tennessee State? Um, my biggest learning experience was probably coming into college, the game speed. Like I was getting adjusted to the game speed the first spring of college football. I played college, like junior college, but D one football is any level you go to D1, it's going to be a change of game speed. So I had to learn to play faster. I feel like I adjusted pretty well doing that. Was there a game where you felt it coming together for you last year? Yeah, definitely. Probably that third week, Jackson State had a few deflections on on a big stage, 50,000 in front. So I feel like 
that was my confidence game. I was like, I could do, like, I could play. I know I could play before, but it's like, I'm really like, you know. <laughs> that game was insane. I mean, I was, I was there. Was. I was up in the press box. And, man, the crowd, the atmosphere, the back-and-forth nature of that game anyway, and the defense for you guys played ridiculous that whole game. So, I mean, that, 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 that one's an interesting answer. I, I totally – I forgot that you made some huge plays in the red yeah. zone that <clears> game <throat> as well. Eddie George, man. We all know the player. I've got to be in some press conferences with him, man, and I love just – there's something about him that just draws you in. What is he like behind the scenes, and what is it like playing under head coach Eddie George? It's, it's a blessing. It's such a blessing. He's a humble guy. He's just the same guy you see in the interviews and stuff, the same way he talks, the same way he acts. He's not a big yellow type of coach, and he's just a great – I feel like he's a great coach, and he's great in still in – and changing the culture at TSU, I can see the difference from my first year to this year coming up. Now you're a leader on this team, man. Last year you were okay. a newcomer. Now you're now you're a face everyone recognizes. You were an all-OBC, all-newcomer team selection. When you look at your career, to have those accolades placed behind your name so early, what does it mean to you that you were able to experience such quick success at the FCS level? I mean, it's what I work for is – I had goals and I wanted to set goals and I want to achieve and I feel like it just all aligns with what I stand for, what the family stands for, Phillips, and I plan to keep on striving, keep working. When you look at your development, I want you I wanted I want to take you back to Santa Ana College freshman year Bryce Phillips and compare him to the guy going into year three of college football now. What's the major developmental things you've seen in your game that have improved over these first three seasons? One major development thing I feel like I've accumulated was probably being consistent. I was really good back then. I feel like I had the speed, I had the athleticism, I had a lot of things, but it just been being it was about doing it every single day, every practice being on every practice. I'm still working on that now, but I feel like I'm way more consistent than I was in junior college in high school. And what's when you look at your game, man? We we know you're still a younger player. Any even though you're now a leader for Tennessee State, what's one thing that this off season you focused the most on improving going into 2023? Taking the ball away for sure. Taking the ball away, reading the hot hot game, the quick routes, and just taking the ball away and getting six like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I I know pass breakups, man. I believe you were second in the conference in pass breakups. Mm -hmm. How much has film study become a part of your game? Every good DB I talk to on the show, they always say, man, if you don't study film, you can't be a good defensive yeah. back. you got to know the quarterback, offensive line, wide receivers. What's your film study routine throughout the week before you face an opponent? I watch film. First of all, I watch film my own. I do it like every night. And then I watch film with the coaches and stuff. Sometimes I get an extra film after practice. And I feel like if you don't watch film, it's just you're going to go out there kind of blindsided. <laughs> You don't know if they're running on, but if you watch film, a lot of film, it's like you see everything happen before it happens. You see the splits, you see the alignment. It's just going to happen in front of your eyes. You're going to make a play on the ball. Spring practice is in full effect, man. Your spring game on the 15th, I should be up in Nashville for that one, so we'll have to catch up when I get up there. But what were your goals going into spring practice, and do you feel like, do you feel like the team thus far has gelled really well throughout the first few weeks of spring? Definitely. The team, for sure, like, our, it's, a, it's definitely a change from last year with the culture piece and playing together because last year I feel like we didn't play that together. But I feel like we have more family type of vibe. 
And my goals with spring was just to be shut out and not give them no catches. Of course, that's going to be impossible, but not give them no catches, no deep balls, nothing like that. And I feel like I'm on track. Do you? I know the team goal is to win the OVC, make that run yeah. to the FCS playoffs. That's always that's everyone's goal. But your personal yeah. goals, man. I know some guys are team oriented, but man, listen. When I played, everyone's everyone who's played knows there's that note section in your phone, and there's always something there, regardless if you yeah. tell anybody or not. <laughs> What's your personal goals that you want to achieve when you jump back on this show when you end the season in December of 2023? My personal goal is the first off to get All American. That's one of my goals, and then. To get four interceptions, Ooh. my two of my biggest goals. I, I like that. I think that would have put. I think that was top fifteen this year. If, if you got four yeah. interceptions this year in the FCS, man. But kind of shifting gears, man. We talked a little bit before, man. Your dad relentless about promoting you and your brother, man. He is so invested in yeah. y'all's success. And we see your brother Clark Phillips, the third man, was one of the was, in my opinion, probably the best defensive back in college football, headed to the NFL draft. Before we get into that. Man, your relationship with your dad and how how instrumental he's been in your career thus far. Talk a little bit about y'all's relationship between you, your brother, and your dad. Mm-hmm. I feel like our relationship is just it's just it gels so well because my dad and my brother are talkers. I'm more like a listener, but we all get along so well because we all had the same like we had the same characteristics. We all got that Phillips. We just call it the Phillips mindset because we all <laughs> dogs. We all. Wanted, we all wanted really for the most, and that's why I'm trying to follow my brother's footsteps. I'm trying to go pro right after him. My dad's pushing me, and he's pushing him, and we work out together. We do everything together. Even my dad works out with us, so I feel like it's just a blessing to have that type of relationship. That's amazing, man. And the the final question for for this before we move on is how competitive was it growing up with your brother, man? Because I I listen, oh, my, my younger <laughs> brother, my younger brother's 13 years younger than me, man. So we didn't even yeah. we don't have that type of competitive yeah, relationship. For, with you and him, how competitive was it all the way up, even until now when y'all work out together? <laughs> you can't even explain. It's just I'm still trying to get get back. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm still trying to get get back. He used to dominate me a lot, but it's for sure crazy competitive. Even now, everything we do, basketball, football, to running out to get to cars, to the passenger seat driver door, like just small <laughs> things like that. We compete with everything, everything. <laughs> I absolutely love that, man. And, the final, the, the real quick, man. If you said you're going pro right after him, he's going this year. You're probably going either. Mm-hmm. You're probably going next year. How much would it mean to you? Is that something y'all have talked about playing together at the next level? Yeah, we we wanted to play together. College, NFL, we played together in high school, but college would have been dope too. But that didn't be able to work out. But if we played together in NFL. That'd be a dream for sure. Man, and looking at the NFL, man, I, I think Draft HBCU put out a great piece on you earlier this week, man, on Twitter, where they were talking about you're going to be one of the top corners in HBCU football. When you look at your game, NFL comparison for you, how you feel about your game, who do you look up to, model your game after the most? Probably, um, I like Sauce Garner a lot. I was watching him in high school, and I watched him in pros. I feel like I modeled my game after him. Like, this lockdown coverage, he didn't get that many picks in college and stuff, but I feel like he just locked down coverage, and that's what I'm out of my game off of. Don't give a lot of catches. I'm so glad. Man, I've had so many defensive backs on here. I guess it's because he just got in the league, but he was my favorite corner to watch for the past, like, three seasons, man. (laughs) He is just next level. I don't think he allowed a touchdown in college, if I'm not not mistaken. He didn't give up none, I think. Yeah, that's crazy to think about at at that level, but – 
welcome to college moment. We all have, yeah. everyone has had it, man. What was your welcome to college moment? Um, my welcome to college moment. It was probably it has to be like in season. Yeah, it was probably like late. It was probably late in the season when I came up. I came up on a tackle. It was like week. It was like week six, week seven. I came up on the tackle. I thought I was going to smash the running back. It was like two ten, like heavy. I thought I was going to come up and smash him, and I ended up knocking myself out almost. <laughs> I remember I took a playoff. I like knocked myself out, and I remember looking up, and he was like. He was still running, but like he was straight, he was out of bounds, and I thought I just knocked him off. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, I got to get in that weight room." I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens to the best double man. Yeah. It it's all good, but pregame routine, man. I I think corners, especially there, it's there's like legendary, like man, you gotta be superstitious. Wear the same stuff, and I was the same way, even though I played offensive line. But what's your pregame routine before you go out there on Saturdays? Mine is actually really simple. I just usually stretch. Like in the hotel, I'll stretch that morning of a game or it'll be the night before if it's an early game. And then me and my brother will hop on the phone and we'll just pray together. And that's just basically it. We'll pray together and take like a hot tub maybe. But pray together. <clears throat> that's, that's awesome, man. And then I'm just going to be on. I'm just going to keep it real with you, man. DBs get – Get, I mean, they get snitched on on this show all the time, man. Every wide mm-hmm. receiver, every quarterback, everyone says it's always the defensive backs talking the most trash, man. So yeah. how big of a trash talker are you on Saturdays? I'm one of those, like, slick trash talkers. Like, I don't talk that much trash, but I definitely say slick comments, but I'm not a big go back and forth. If you talk trash to me, that's a different. I'm going to talk real, like, I'm going to come at you, but I'm going to do just going to dominate you every single play and not say them to you. I'm just going to keep dominating. I'm going to talk to your coach more than I talk to you. <laughs> I love that. To talk to your coach. <laughs> the players who talk to the coach are next level. Yeah. So I'll give you a chance, man. You, 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 can, you, you can tell on your teammates here, who's the biggest trash talker on Tennessee State's football team right now? Mm, biggest trash talker. Uh, let me see. It would probably be one of our little slot receivers. It will probably be – I give it to Jersey. Marja Kim, you probably heard of him. Marja Kim, he's a rapper yep. and everything. He be talking about the trash. I do funny. <laughs> you press him up and he never, you never hear the end of it. He somehow still get open, still trash talk, but I do this funny. <laughs> I, I I love it, man. So one on one with a wide receiver, man. What's the number one mistake that wide receiver can make against you in one on one coverage? Take the first step forward. If you take a step forward towards me, I'm gonna pop him. You got to do lateral, right or left. But if you come forward, I'm going to pop him for sure. Oh, I, I love it. I, I love the confidence that you said that with, too. <laughs> but going into last season, we'll give a little bit of credit to the other side of the ball. Who's the best offensive player you had to face last season? Um, the best offensive player would probably have to be probably one of the MTSU receivers. I feel like the MTSU receiver, I think he was like number eight. He was 80-something, 80 89, I think. That boy was like 5'10". He was shifty. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like every play and press, I had to like – I kind of was holding him. I was great. I got away with it. I didn't call no flags. I was kind of holding him because he was fast. That boy was little on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't believe – I figured it was probably going to be from from that game because yeah. I know, you know, playing those FBS opponents, man, that's probably where you get a lot of a lot of that competition. But, man, you just – we've talked about the NFL a lot on this show, and, the, and this is the final question, man. If an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Bryce Phillips, if they take you in the two years from now in the NFL draft, man, what do you tell them? They don't get a lockdown corner. 
Dude's not going to talk too much. He's just going to show up every day to work. Mm, man, that simp- short, simple, sweet to the point, man. I love it. Bryce, man, I appreciate you coming on this show, man. I know we're definitely going to have to have to connect, man, when I get to Nashville next week. I'm really yes, looking sir. forward to seeing what that team looks like. My guy Draylon and Terrell up there yeah. still balling, so I need, balling. I need to catch up with them, man. So, uh, But, Bryce, this is all about player promotion on here, man. So let people know where they can find you on social media, contact you for NIL deals, and anything you want to promote, okay. say, any messages you want to give, man, this time is yours. I just want to say y'all can follow me, Bryce Phillips, BP, B-R-Y-C-E-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S, BP, on all my platforms, and just watch me work. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you're not going to want to miss this guy. Listen, I'm going to have some film from the Tennessee State spring game next week, man. I'm sure you're going to see this guy all over that film. But, guys, for my guy Bryce Phillips, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, man, we are out for right now.